the letter Y, known for being pointy, famous for being a vowel sometimes. Nobody thinks much about it, so let's have some fun. Let's find out why the letter Y is secretly incredibly fascinating. Welcome to a whole new podcast episode, a podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt, and I'm not alone. Two wonderful guests return this week, David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman. They're comedy makers, podcasters, live streamers. They make a lot of that stuff together under the shared name Gamefully Unemployed. Also, Tom writes for places like 1-900-HOT-DOG, makes videos for places like Ranker and for Turner Classic Movies. Dave is a writer of film scripts. He's also the head writer of the fantastic Some More News channel on YouTube. These guys are so multi-talented and pretty busy. So I'm so glad they're back to get into one of the strangest letters in all of writing. Also, I've gathered all of our zip codes. I've used internet resources like native-land.ca to acknowledge that I recorded this on the traditional land of the Canarsie and Lenape peoples, acknowledge Dave recorded this on the traditional land of the Gabrielino Ortongva and Keech and Chumash peoples, acknowledge Tom recorded this on the traditional land of the Chera, Kiawi, Catawba, and Okanichi peoples, and acknowledge that in all of our locations, Native people are very much still here. That feels worth doing on each episode, and today's episode is about the letter Y. Self-explanatory, stands on its own, and if you want to hear the one other SIF episode about a letter, you can listen to the one about the letter X, also featuring these guests. But they each stand on their own, it's not like a sequel or something, because each of those letters are surprisingly the title of the podcast, and in totally separate ways, even though they are next door to each other in the alphabet. So, please sit back, or look at a map of the Mediterranean, and a map of the English Channel because both those bodies of water, very important in this episode, turns out. Either way, here's this episode of Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. It's so good to have you both back, and of course, I always start by asking your relationship to the topic or opinion of it. So, how do either of you feel about the letter Y? Uh, I mean, I I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm pro the letter Y. I believe I've <laughs> used it a lot in my career, um, <laughs> and so I, I I can't tell you how many times. I literally can't tell you how many times I've typed Y. So I'm into it. I feel cold indifference. Mm. Which I feel is all the letter Y <laughs> has ever shown me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I guess it's fair. Everybody has their own mm-hmm. perspective on the world. I can't change that, but I am upset by it. Don't invalidate me, Dave. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just, <laughs> you know, I think you're. I think the letter Y has done more for you than you think. That's all. <laughs> 
I was I was thinking about like what's the last time I thought about the letter Y a lot, and it's when we taped an episode of this podcast about the letter X and thought about how X Y Z are down at the bottom of the alphabet there, right? Just like hanging out at the bottom, yeah. Even though well, they're just letters, but like somehow they have the feeling of like there's a club down there at the end. Yeah, they also they do feel like you they wrote the alphabet and then they were like ah oh, we need a few more and they just sort of in, yeah yeah and they just sort of like scribbled they're like. I don't know, cross, and they're like, I don't know, like a cross with a tail, and I, I let's just make this mark, this like z- z- mark. <laughs> like, it, it feels lazy, the last three yeah, letters, in a way. Feels like they kind of threw those out. Right. <laughs> Brief spoiler for what's coming, Y and Z happened that way in the Roman Empire. They okay, really yeah. tacked them on at the end. That's actually right, for and, real. <laughs> and you would think that you could say the same thing about like I, but I actually think I was a deliberate choice. I think they looked and they're like, check this out, line down. And people were like, oh my God, oh my God, it's so simple and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there was intent behind that. Whereas these last ones just feel like scribbles. Yeah, they're just shapes. No, the I is great because the I is like me. That's like when you're writing I, you're like right. me. And it's like pointing at you because it's, it's a like a person. Line. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a little stick figure. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Conceptually perfect. It is. <laughs> it's also like the number one and i'm number one number one baby right. exactly <laughs> layers it's got layers it makes sense yeah and i also i had a thought that y is not in any of our names i don't think but i because uh, my my wife's last name starts with y so right. through her i've thought about it a lot that way but uh you know it's it's not like x where x was part of my name and i was like ah this letter i'm, all, I'm on it all the time right <laughs> Tom, you could t- technically someone could like twist it to be Tommy, and there there's your Y. Mm-hmm. Me, I don't even Davy. It's an I E. Like a lot of Ys are replaced by I E's. I feel like in in like cute cute versions of names. Uh, I think I think of Davy as being with a Y, but that's okay. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like Davy Havoc. That's a Y. All right, that's fair. I'm thinking of like the cutification of a name as opposed True. to like uh, an actual name. Like oh that that's 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 Tommy or that's Billy he just he just uh, doesn't give a hoot but like I E is specifically when it's going to be cute yeah as like a cutie a pie l- little yeah. hamster yeah yeah and also and all that vowel element especially similarity to I that leads us into the takeaways this episode out of all the episodes of this podcast is unique because every other show has a stats and numbers segment. And with this topic, all the information's kind of takeaway size. There's not a lot of like math around this letter. No stats and numbers segment this week. Skipping it. Wow. Wow. No, not even a song. Not like a, a song about how there's no stats. So I have prepared a brief musical selection. Oh, uh, thank and goodness. Here, <laughs> and here it comes. <laughs> a gathering of numbers appeared above my head to do to do they sang to me there are no stats and said let's skip ahead they said do takeaways do takeaways do takeaways with me do takeaways do takeaways do takeaways with me oh oh my goodness perfect (laughs) i'm so i'm so excited we got to be here for that I feel like we're sharing something special. I feel so much joy right now. Uh, yeah. I feel like I'm riding on Falcor's back. Yeah. <laughs> or as his friends call him, Falky, right? Good old Falky. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Falky. You know, Falky, he doesn't give a hoot. Mm. <laughs> Unless it's an IE, then he's just a big sweetie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, here we go into takeaway number one. In the English language, the letter Y makes several vowel sounds and only one consonant sound. Whoa. It, I had never thought deeply about this. It turns out the, the general belief is true that Y is both a vowel and a consonant in English, and that's the only one like that. But You're right. there's a lot more there than I realized. It really is. So like like we said, you can do I E or Y. What is wait, what's what is what's, what is it a consonant? Yeah, that's yeah. This is devastating me. I guess we can start with the one consonant version first. So it only does it one way and in technical speak, the Y consonant sound is called a palatal semivowel. Huh. And I know the word vowel is in that name, but palatal is referring to your palate, like kind of at the roof of your mouth. And when an English speaker is saying Y in a consonant way, it's because there are physical actions that are kind of like a vowel, but also your tongue is moving up toward the palate, toward the roof of your mouth. Uh, and examples are a lot of words where Y is the first letter, such as youth and yearning. I was going to say like, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, and I just said, yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so in that case, the Y is the Y of it all. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you <laughs> now I keep saying yeah, too. But like when you say these words, especially when Y is followed by other vowels in, in an English word, it tends to be a consonant. Huh. What? <sighs> This is a weird letter. You're making, yeah. you're blowing my mind right now mm. with how weird this letter is. Because now, like, you're like pointing out that yeah, it can stand in for a vowel as well. Like, it's just, it's like a question mark. Like, it's the question mark letter <laughs> that we're just like we're using as the filler letter whenever it's we're the, like a, not it's sure. Floating, it's the floating letter. Yeah. Yeah. Like a like a like a like a floor manager. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> the Mortal Kombat boss who can be everybody. Yeah, Shang Tsung. <laughs> Shang Tsung. It's the Shang Tsung of letters. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now it sounds really cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if everybody had this experience, but, like, in American school, I was taught that the vowels are A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. And sometimes Y. y. And I, I got, and sometimes Y and W, but I think that's, like, I don't, when is W? That sounds oh. like propaganda, yeah. Uh, I guess it can be, but it's, like, really rare. It's when you're trying to talk cutely, right? Mm. You, so add, you add some W's in there. I really don't like that. Yeah. That's, that's a super specific kind of true thing. It turns out that the other consonant that is a palatal semivowel is W. It's hmm. just that W never crosses over into being a full vowel. Yeah. Right. But it's got it, that like mouth behavior kind of when it's said the if that English makes sense behavior <laughs> oh boy <laughs> the english language is so funny by the way <laughs> it's, it's nonsense it's just random yeah. nonsense imagine yeah. any anything in science or math that added and sometimes prime numbers it's it's and sometimes this one mm -hmm. planets and sometimes jupiter or something it's, like that it's and it's a, like wait it's, it is, which times yeah it's just literally a collection right. of exceptions yeah, <laughs> it's like no, it's like language. They they say like language is like living or like or organic or something. I forget how it's described, but just the, the nature of language that it's always evolving. But it's really we're just saying it's like we're just making it up as we go along. And I think yeah. like English is the most obvious. 
yeah. I yeah, it is. And like I again I, I do get it that it's like it has to evolve, it yeah. has to be bendable. But I always think back when I was in high school, I had a friend who was terrible in English class, terrible, and he was great in math, and I was the reverse. And I asked him, I was like, How how are you so good at math? Um he was also like he wasn't a dummy, but he was like he kind of he was like a Ramon. Does that make sense? Uh, he had that dude energy, mm-hmm. but he was a math whiz. <laughs> um, and I was just like, "How are you so good at math?" And he 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 oh he said something that resonated with me. Is he said because math never changes. And he's right. Yeah. yeah. He's like, because it's always the same answer every time. So all you have to do is remember the answers with English. It's all about like interpretations and like all these exceptions. And right. And, it, and it's like, oh, that does make a lot of sense. It's about how someone's brain works. You know, it, math doesn't require context. Yeah. It's always that. Yeah. And that yeah. was the most math that ever made sense in my mind. I still can't. <laughs> I'm still, paper, I'm still trash at it, which is funny. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't work with something that has like static rules for whatever right. reason. Well, yeah, because it's still like you still have to learn the. Sh- yeah. Like, uh, if someone says, like, you know, the good thing about like working on a car is it's all the same pieces. It's like, yeah, that doesn't help me though. Yeah. Like, I'm still, I still don't know how to take apart it's still a car. An incredibly complicated yeah. machine. Yeah, I, was, I wonder if it's with math when you're wrong, you're just wrong. Right. And then with English, you get you can get it wrong so many ways, but you can also just power through that, you know, mm-hmm. which you is you can wh- just decide yeah, you're right. Yeah, they just, call it, they so- just call it a colloquialism. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I not only did I excel in English, but I went to like a performance art, like very hippie school. So cool. it was yeah. so it was so easy to BS my way through English class where it'd be like. Oh, for my book report on War and Peace, I painted a picture. And they're like, oh, that's so creative and amazing. Meanwhile, I'm over there having not actually read the book. Uh, You literally went to the same school as maybe in Arrested Development. Exactly. (laughs) You got a crocodile in spelling. It was so easy. It was so easy. Because if you just do something artistic, it didn't matter if you had actually read the book. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I definitely had like more facility for English in school, and I and I think it was partly like reading a lot of books early on, so then you just get used to all these dumb little rules and things. Because like, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to anyone who's learned English as a second language, because so many of our letters have different sounds all the time. Yeah, and that's part of how Y can be a bunch of vowel sounds. It's similar right. to all the functions of I, some of the functions of E. And also a whole nother vowel category called a schwa all at once. I'm, anytime I get into a discussion about the English language, I'm always reminded of an Eddie Izzard line where she said, um, it, it, basically, English is just cheating at Scrabble. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's true. Well, because like you read a book and you don't recognize a word. If you've read enough, like you're saying, Alex, you get to this point where you're like, ah, I bet I know what that word means. That kind of idea yeah. where it's like you get or like if you've ever done a crossword puzzle, you don't have to actually know all the answers. Sometimes you just look at structure of words and you go like, ah, that's going to be an E there. Or like, oh, that, that'll be that'll be a, a Y. I don't know what that word means, but that looks like a word. And yeah. sure enough, you'll be right. <laughs> yeah, like Wordle, too. I, I yeah. kept finding myself being like, okay, if the fourth letter is a T, the next one's probably an E, but it could be right. a Y. But, you know, there's like a limited range of dumb next letters <laughs> yeah. this could yeah. be. <laughs> and yeah, like with these specific vowel functions. So 
Y can do pretty much everything I does. And if people don't know, there's a concept of long vowels and short vowels in English. And a long vowel is when a vowel sounds like the name of the letter. Uh, So for example, Y sounds like a long I in the word fly, in the word goodbye. Like you're saying the, the name of the letter I when you say it. Right. And I feel like there's a generation of millennial kids learning that Ys can very much be eyes because of their names, right? Like there's so okay. many of those names now where they're like, let's make, let's just stick a Y in there. Yeah, let's just swap in an, a, a Y instead of an I or an E. Yeah. New name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was there the new She-Hulk show? Isn't there a joke about a character like Madison? And then it's like, and the Y isn't where you think it is. Like that's the the joke. <laughs> I had a I had a friend named Zach, and he briefly turned his name spelling into X A Q U E, I believe, and it was like, man, I hate this language so much. <laughs> that's a bold move. Yeah, keep it. Uh, yeah. That's that's like when the Edge started introducing himself as the Edge. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a big step. It's like you're asking yeah. a lot from me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, and then like so, why when it's being I, it can be this long I. It can also be a short I, which is where it's not sounding like how the letter is said. A good example is the word myth, right? Myth Ooh. has a Y in the middle, but it's not. It doesn't sound like any letter. Or or the it, game missed. Missed, yeah. It's like exactly Ooh. where my brain went. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. sitting here thinking about missed. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of confusion, there we go. Uh, <laughs> That is the why of games. It is. In many yeah. ways, the why of games. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, and Dave, as you said, it can be an E. It's almost always being a, a long E when it's an E. The, the most common example is something like the word messy. The Y on the end of messy sounds like we say the letter E. Messy. Yeah. You know. And then there's a whole other thing I hadn't really heard of called a schwa. Are either of you familiar with a schwa? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. I've it heard sound, the, it. I've heard it before. Up. Sounds made yeah. up. <laughs> it's so it's pretty hard to describe, but it <laughs> uh, for one thing does not sound like the name schwa. What it is is a sound that any vowel can make, and it's where the vowel is not stressed and doesn't sound like the long or short version. And to to my ear, most of the examples almost sound like an eh or a uh noise, like kind of a dropping out. Yeah, And I'll have, in particular, a YouTube channel linked called Mm English, and there's a creator there named Emma. She makes this great video all about schwas with a bunch of examples. Why can do this is the short version, uh, but like other examples of schwas are the A on the end of the word umbrella. Like when you say umbrella, you just kind of drop out on that A at the end. It's not a long yeah, A okay. or a short A. I, th- I think I get it. Yeah, it's this is the true question, Mike. It's the true like yada yada yeah. of it. The the one the one that stands out is carrot you have written here because like ca- it's not carrot it's just carrot you yeah, know that's, and that's it's a great like, one yeah. yeah the O yeah yeah because in carrot if it was a long O it would be like carrot and yeah. then if it was a shorter O it would be like carrot <laughs> it sounds and like then, it sounds like you're strangling someone with a vegetable yeah. <laughs> Right. It, 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 I feel like the schwa represents like someone saying like, listen, it'd be weird if we didn't put a vowel here for the writing, but like ignore the vowel. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a clipped, clipped or truncated sound. Yeah. Which once again, 
English, man. I can't imagine trying to learn it as an adult. Mm-mm. That's an exhausting thought. <laughs> Dave, you should start spelling your name D-E-Y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Dave. David. Oh, yeah. Now, I can't believe I'm just remembering this now. If people listen to the libraries episode of the podcast, we talk about Melville Dewey, who made the Dewey Decimal System. But he was also an activist about spelling simplification. And at one point, he changed his last name, Dewey, to D-U-I. Wow. Because that sounds like Dewey. It also looks like you were driving drunk. But like, I was it's about to say, D-U-I. that might have <laughs> caused problems for him had he been born in the later Yeah, on decade. his record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Melvin D-U-I. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not hired, obviously. Um, yeah. it's, it's like a terrible college nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. National Lampoon's Belleville Dewey. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. but yeah, so the schwa sounds all of the standard vowels can do it. A E I O U, and so Y can do it too. One example of a schwa Y is the word Sater, S A T Y R. Hmm. Great word. Like you're you're just sort of jumping from the T to the R. You're kind of dropping out that Y in the way a schwa works. Yeah. Yeah. Again, placeholder. It's just we think it's weird to just jump between these two letters. So we need to like put something there. Yeah. yeah. Please ignore. It's like it's like the ma- the mayonnaise or no wait. No, it's like like the meat of the sandwich. We got to put something between these two pieces of bread. I don't know. I think mayonnaise, Mm -hmm. because mayonnaise is like the lubricant of the sandwich, Mm -hmm. where it's like no one wants a dry sandwich, Mm -hmm. but no one wants like a sandwich where all they're tasting is the mayonnaise. So it's like a thin layer. Um, (laughs) And it doesn't have to be mayonnaise, but mayonnaise is, yeah, I think think it's a good mayonnaise, Tom. Yeah, it's solid mayonnaise. Yeah. (laughs) I like that we're doing like a Tom and Dave guesting on SIF Cinematic Universe now. This is good. It's all aligning. Oh, yeah, we did talk about mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a Y in there. How about that? Oh. Um, so that's the two roles of Y. And also, there's a surprising thing I learned here, which is that if you're not an English speaker, your language might not treat Y as both a vowel and a consonant. And apparently, one key example of this is like most Northern European languages in German, Swedish, Polish, Czech. In those languages, Y is just a vowel. There's no consonant version. Mm. That explains a, like that explains looking at that language. Yeah, like those well, languages. Like in a lot of those languages, like what we call J sort of serves that. What the, the vowel sound, the consonant right. sound that Y would make. That's J is J is a real Y when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at how it's it, solid Y. It's yeah, it's got that Y energy for sure. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. That's what they use instead. They don't do the yeah. consonant that we were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's exactly how it's a vowel and a consonant. I had no idea. And the the rest of the main episode here is the history of this. Like, how did we get here? How did this weird bonkers letter that's many letters come to be? I and... I bet I Oh, I'm sorry. I just I bet I asked this on a previous episode. It just feels like something that's been on my mind. Do we know what the last letter was? Like when we were like, we need one more we, minor sound because Y feels it's got last letter energy as well. I don't know. Y feels like it's doing a lot of lift. That's why. That's why I feel like the last letters are the ones where they're like, oh, 
oh shoot yeah. we uh yeah. we have all these other sounds gotta here plug that... up some holes here yeah <laughs> that's why y can do like five different things yeah the order of y and z seems arbitrary but otherwise we know why those are the last ones and that brings us into takeaway number two the letter y joined the latin alphabet as a special character for translating greek words into latin Huh. And Z joined the same way. They joined at the same time for that purpose. But uh, yeah. one more time, that's the letter Y joined the Latin alphabet as a special character for translating Greek words. Also, the Latin alphabet is what we use in English today. It's the one I'm used to with 26 letters. Wait. So it's it's just because the Romans were stealing everything from Greek culture. So like we might as well steal another letter so we can more easily steal, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I'm the, the key source here, this is a book called Language Visible, Unraveling the Mystery of the Alphabet from A to Z. It's by classic scholar David Sachs. It's awesome. But he was also a source for the Letter X episode because we talked about a lot of like Latin letters coming from the Phoenician alphabet, including X in that one. And the right. first steps of Y match that. Uh, there was a script developed in Egypt in the 2000s BC, and then a people called the Phoenicians who lived in interlinked trading cities on the Mediterranean. They like really ran with it. Like they took it and made a Phoenician alphabet and used it for their language. Uh, and that alphabet had 22 letters. 19 of those are the roots of today's Latin alphabet. Right. Wait. So sort of like X initially. <laughs> y is another one like that. All right. <laughs> Perfect response from Dave. Right. right. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I still, it's all so very confusing to me. Totally, yeah. Um, it really is like, it's it's an evolution, right? It's just this long history of us like, yeah, yeah taking from other things and seeing what works and what doesn't. That's what it feels like. It's it's like when, the, it's any time like Webster's adds a new word to the dictionary and we're all like, well, yeah, that makes sense. Everybody's using that word on Twitter or whatnot. And like a hundred years, nobody's going to understand. Right. Why that <laughs> They're going to be like, why, why does, what is this cringe that means awkward, apparently? <laughs> like what, I, we, that's, like we, that's a completely Wait, different Cringe is a noun? What? Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. I believe this is pronounced Kringa. The Kringa. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like a food. Okay. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's. You'd think the internet might make that easier to track, but I feel like it's going to make it harder, right? Because we've had mm, we've yeah. had historical documents for a while now, and it's just like, yeah, who's going to scroll through Twitter and like try to figure this out in a hundred years from now? It's going to be exhausting. People studying languages have done a lot of work that seems really exhausting to me to like trace how this Phoenician alphabet inspired a bunch of others. Cause it's the roots of everything from like the Hebrew alphabet to Arabic to a lot of Indian language alphabets. And another one it's the roots of is Greece, because what many people did is they took their existing language and then used Phoenician characters to write it. They were like, okay, there's a good set of squiggles. We'll write our language with these squiggles. Right. And oh, sure. around the year 800 BC, the Greeks build up an alphabet, and one of their new letters from Phoenician letters is called Upsilon. It's named Upsilon. I've, I had pronounced it Upsilon until researching, but it's spelled U-P-S-I-L-O-N. And much, much better as Upsilon. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And, uh, and like, Upsilon. Oops, we made a language. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> for some, it has the energy of like that's amore to me. I don't know why. It's like oops, Solani, you know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what Musk said after buying Twitter, right? Hey, sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oops, you <Elon>. topical, oops, <laughs> long. Yeah. yeah. It's also it's uh, a, it's like a couple weeks till this comes out. So for folks who don't know, Twitter used to be a social media website <laughs> um, where you it was like short posts. Anyway, that's what it was. Yeah. Right uh, now, yeah. now I guess it's a bank. Probably by the time yeah. you're listening to this, anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry, that's so... it's just the, that was the worst joke I've ever said in my life, and I'm so proud of it. I'm so no, proud of no, it. No, it's not. You've told worse jokes. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm. And uh, so this letter, Upsilon, Upsilon, you know, is with us today, like in fraternity letters and stuff. But also, it's the foundation of two English letters all at once. I'll have a picture link for people, but if you look at a drawing of this Greek letter, the lowercase Upsilon looks pretty similar to a lowercase letter U. Like it's sort of that cup-shaped swoop, you know? But an uppercase upsilon looks like an uppercase letter Y. It is like the the three lines all converging in the way that a Y does. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, I get why we do the lowercase Y we do, because we have the U. But yeah. like if you think of the Y as a chalice, the lowercase would be like a little cup. Little you cup. know? Yeah, yeah. like that, that yeah. makes sense to me. It's a martini glass and then like a tumbler. Um, well, when you want to make it tiny, you just chop its leg off. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it. But then we had you get in the way. And you does feel like an afterthought because they're like, a you. It's just like a curvy line. What's the uppercase? I don't know. A bigger you. Like whenever, whenever the... <laughs> I'm whatever busy. The, yeah, yeah. Sure. Whatever the upper and lower case are, that it's like it feels like a last minute addition, or it feels like they panicked. Like like S and X and Z. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like what's, what's the bigger the, one? I don't know. Just one? draw it bigger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you think that's weird and confusing? And it's like yeah, but uh, I want to go home, so let's just write that down. <laughs> <laughs> We're done for the day. The the us at the alphabet factory are done. Let's go home. Thinking about this got me really up in my head about like the letter A or the letter G or a few right. others in the Latin alphabet that are super different, upper and lowercase. Like a lot changes. Right. You would not necessarily well, know those are the same. Yeah, A A is a real head scratcher. A is a head scratcher. Like yeah. that would be the one yeah. where like the emperor would decree this is lowercase A, and then the rest of the course would be like, oh no, what the hell this dude is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that is a <laughs> O with a tail. What that thing is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in like typeface or, or you know oh, yeah. printing where it looks like a oh, reverse yeah. G. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what it's is all fancy. That? <laughs> yeah, man. Get out it of doesn't here. even look the same. Like it looks like lowercase A looks different depending on if you're yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's very confusing. And yeah, and then like shape differences helped a really weird thing happen with Upsilon, which is that it got added to the Latin alphabet twice over and hundreds of years apart like it got added once and then a totally different way 800 years later <laughs> didn't have anybody doing qc i guess mm, no, yeah. we already got one of these <laughs> first you invent the letter q you invent the letter c then you have to like you know <laughs> yeah. uh. so the greeks create upsilon in the 800s bc 
And then about 100 years later, they start colonizing what's now Italy. And so they meet a group of people called the Etruscans. And the Etruscans copy the Greek letters for their language. And then that from there gets copied by Romans for Latin. And so that turned Upsilon into the letter U. That's the first way it enters is like Upsilon becomes U. And then they have it. Right. And I mean, the way you spell Upsilon is with a U at the beginning. So it's fitting. Yeah, we really call it something that indicates that. We're like, yeah, it's the U. And yeah. then and then what happens is the Romans partly interact with the Etruscans by conquering them and then building a huge empire where they conquer, among other people, the Greeks. And Rome, like Tom said, they just start co-opting as much Greek culture and science and writing as they possibly can. However, there are difficulties because the alphabets don't quite line up. So in the 100s AD, the Roman authorities add two letters to the alphabet. Oh. And they add the Greek consonant Zeta, which is Z. And then they re-add Upsilon because they want to, like, capture the sound of Upsilon, but with a letter that is now Y. I, lo- I love the idea of, like, waking up and your spouse is reading the paper and they're like, new, new letters. We got new letters <laughs> dropped today. I'm sure that's not how it worked exactly, but I like that <laughs> version of it. Like, honey, there's new letters now. It's a new letter, yeah. Yeah. Like, ooh, let's go try them out. Let's go do stuff. Let's go write. <laughs> Take these new letters see out how, for a world. See how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is exciting. Honestly, I would be so excited if they were just like, yeah, there's a new letter. Everybody turn in their keyboards. Like, we're, we're changing everything. We have one more letter, and would, it's going to change everything. That would be wild. <laughs> yeah that would be awesome that would be, be like the biggest news that would be yeah be like a holiday i wish they yeah. would do that like roll out new words every yeah, so yeah, often. Yeah. here's a new word like but new letters i would i would want uh, new letters uh, I like want both new words yeah yeah that's fair give me new numbers yeah. too i don't care yeah Ooh, new numbers yeah. oh my god what a good idea <laughs> <laughs> totally wouldn't totally wouldn't be a problem nope not at all <laughs> amazing i do i remember being a kid and watching like the snl celebrity jeopardy sketches and i think the french stewart character bets threve as a number <laughs> and i kind of wanted to use threve i was like how threve, do i get that threve. going that's Fun. a great number <laughs> like cool i'm a yeah. <laughs> What if, okay, hear me out. What if we just do new numbers for the, like, like one and a half, two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, like for those increments between the numbers we already have? That wouldn't ruin math too much, right? No. Yeah. So we just have to add, we, we have to add way if more. anything, it would improve math. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I'm, I am thinking of like advanced math classes. I, I mean, everybody knows about pi, but pi is an example where they were like, we can add a number by adding a Greek character. Right? Like, right, that's weird. And then I've—I think I've been in a math class where the letter E is its own number. I forget what that's for exactly. It's a calculus thing, I think. I but like, know. I think that's our approach to do numbers: is take Latin or Greek letters and just say this is this number now, and that's it. Right. <laughs> that's what really messed me up in in advancing through math class. When they started adding letters to the mix, I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Not, we got uh, letters we in deal. here now. We made a deal yeah. here. This was math. <laughs> I need my shapes to be distinct and separate. Yeah. <laughs> you like walk over to your English teacher, like math teachers horning in on your stuff. Are you going to do anything? Yeah. Are you just going to sit there? English teacher's like, oh, oh, 
<laughs> that SOP. I'm going over there right now. Yep. Get a fight going. Uh. Throwing erasers at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and with the with the announcement of these new Roman letters, apparently Z was a pretty straightforward addition because it's a Greek consonant called Zeta. They just didn't quite have it in Latin. Right. But Y was added very specifically as a let's capture the exact nature of Greek words and writing. According to David Sachs, the Greek upsilon sounded like kind of a mix of U and I. So the Romans already had U, but they said, let's add upsilon in the letter Y as like a way to specifically cover the I-ish pronunciation in Greek writing using it. Hmm. So it was like a highly, almost technical addition to Latin to capture Greek. Right. Uh, and then apparently the Romans, since they already had U, they started saying the letter Y more and more like an I. And apparently by the 300s AD, it pretty much matched the Roman I. Like I and Y were interchangeable at that point. Huh. That makes sense. Wait, so it was originally going to be like more of a U, you're saying? And then they, they were like, this feels more like an I? Greek upsilon to a Roman ear, it sounded kind of like their letter U and kind of like their letter I all at once. And they had to, like, pick one, basically. They are like, well, it can't be both. Yeah, so they made U, U. And then they said, okay, to right. capture the nuance of a U that's more like an I, here's Y. Right. <laughs> it's the short version. I, I feel y like... does it does look like an I turning into a U. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that is yeah. So it's an I oh, with yeah. a U on its shoulders. Yeah, it's like a Cronenberg. Yeah. Like, Ooh, it's an, it's, it's an splitting. I, an I took a U <laughs> to a parade. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This all this all checks out. That's a little family. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is wild because I just I don't think of I's and U's as being related, but they are. They they have the same blood. It turns out. Mm -hmm. Good for them. They're not so different after all. Yeah. I mean, I like a like a an I a U does look like an I like trying to get up off the floor (laughs) and struggling. So I guess they are similar. Oh, like lifting its head and its feet at the same time? Like yeah, crunches like, or something? Eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Off of that, we're going to a short break, followed by the big takeaways. See you in a sec. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! It's hard to explain what happens on Jordan Jesse Go. So, I had my kids do it. Saying swear words. Saying swear words. Yeah, um, bad jokes. Bad jokes? Bad jokes. Maybe it's like you tell people that you're going to interview them, and then you just stay there like like really quiet and try and creep them out (laughs) it's just really boring because of jordan right not me 
because of both of you. Oh. Subscribe to Jordan Jesse Go, a comedy show for grown-ups. And and yeah, and that I feel like a lot of this episode is basically running into ways that the letter Y is being other letters or like other letters. Because mm. uh, it it enters Latin because it helps them translate Greek, but also it gets to stay even though it becomes similar to I because it still has utility that way and because people got used to it. And then it also turns out a lot of non-English languages, when you're saying the names for all the alphabet letters, their name for Y references this history, like specifically. And one example has just always been in the background of my life, because in high school, I took Spanish. I was like, great, I'll learn Spanish. And when we learn the alphabet, Y has a really long name in Spanish. It's called Ygriega. Whoa. And it turns out Ygriega is an, an entire Spanish phrase that directly means Greek I. Whoa. <laughs> so, like, like, they have to, like, explain it in their name for it? Yeah, like, That's... modern Spanish, they say, this is a Greek I, if, wow. if you're being very technical about what they're saying. Yeah. That's so weird. It's sort of like, it's sort of like W. Well, this is a W. It's a W. You're it's right. True, yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's even written that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it yeah. is. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> so, it's so just like so it's, many names. Yeah, it's just wild because it's like, imagine if we did that for more things. Like instead of saying penguin, we'd be like, "This is a black and white fish bird." Like, and that's just what it was called. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that'd be kind of fun, but uh, apparently French, it's the same way. It's Y is the name for the letter Y, and then in a, some other languages like german they do a whole nother way of referencing this the german name for the letter y is upsilon <laughs> it's just exactly huh. a, a german it. sounding way of saying upsilon upsilon yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean whatever works i guess yeah it's very confusing so we're we're i think english is a relatively rare language and not referencing this situation and we just call it y and don't think about it right they why don't they just call it why why don't is it just that they don't want the why to forget where it came from like it's like are they teasing the why yeah. like just call it why that's the name it's like calling your friend adopted jim yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like yeah jim's fine just jim no. <laughs> like you're adopted listen, jim I, yeah it's fine. I'm adopted. Like it's not. It's not. I don't consider that an insult. It's just weird that you keep reminding yeah. me. It's baked uh, into his name. Yeah. And then if he goes by Jimmy, oh no! So many places in Oregon. Oh no! <laughs> adopted Jim. That's so good. Uh, well, there's a, and then there's one more takeaway for the main episode, and let's get into takeaway number three. The consonant letter Y invaded England with the Normans and then eliminated multiple existing English letters. Whoa. It looks like it's capable of that. It's got two yeah. arms. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a story coming from England, where the English language is from being like sort of separate from Rome for a lot of its history. And so there were like alphabetical differences. And if people don't know, the Normans invaded England in 1066 AD and among many changes basically made the letter Y a part of the English alphabet. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so that's also part of why we have it is those guys. All right. And the, the key sources here, it's David Sachs's book and also a piece by Stanford university classicist, Cynthia Haven. 
Uh, in general, I, like this Norman invasion of England, what happens is in 1066, the king of England dies with no heirs, but he picked a new English lord to be king. And then both the king of Norway and the Duke of Normandy decided, no, I should be king of England and separately invaded from different directions. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awkward. Very yeah. awkward. Meeting in the middle. Oh, hey. Hi. <laughs> it's all so, soldiers and yeah, they're like and they're all they all are just like i don't know you send a guy back to go ask him i'll send a guy back to go ask him i guess like i, I don't know i don't know man is that, is, is that the duke of norman it is uh, is that a, is that a host it's a host spot dang it <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> that Tom, thank you for bringing that in. I forgot about calling an army a host. That feels great. <laughs> I would love to have a host behind me. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. Shoot. I'm doing something uh, if I have that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You are doing something. That is true. <laughs> Damn. All right. What do we do? Do we fight? I guess. Do we fight? Yeah. I guess we fight. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know about this specific story, but I know that's, that's happened a couple of times throughout history where they just sort of like shared being king, <laughs> <laughs> oh, which yeah. never works out. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. To, kings tend not to like sharing the throne. Right. Lasts about a couple of months until invariably yeah. one or both is like, what if I was just the king? Yeah, you right. know what would be neat? <laughs> if I just stabbed the other guy. Yeah, like, speaking of the Romans, that's most of what we all know about their history. It's yeah. just everybody started stabbing each other to be emperor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's an interesting ta tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mid-stab. Oh, this is a pretty good system, getting stabbed. This needs to be updated. I don't... Imagine. It's it's an amazing, though, thought of, like, the vice president just stabbing the president and then just, like, taking their place and being like, I'm president. Anybody want to... Anybody want to... Okay, I'm president. And everybody just going, like, oh... Okay, I guess that's president Pretty now. Pretty sure. politician, yeah, it's really. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You're real good at this. Yeah. And then two weeks later, he gets stabbed, and we're like, he wasn't a shrewd politician, really, if you think about yeah. it. Turns out somebody else was more politically savvy. Right. Someone saw that happen, and they were like, oh, you can just stab him? Oh, okay. Right. Yes, yeah, I love him. the idea that it's just like some guy, too. Like, it's it's just someone, like a like a. Just like a, a barista or something. It's just like, no, that's me now. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, that's just the rules. <laughs> right. Last to stab. It's just stabbing You're rules. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this, it's, it's a really wild set of invasions because you have the Norwegians coming from the north, the Normans coming from the south because Normandy is in northern France and French speaking. But what happens is the new English king says, I'm going to fight in the north first. And he defeats the Norwegians at a place called Stamford Bridge. And then he, like, hurries his army south to fight the Normans and loses at the Battle of Hastings. Mm, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Like, two in a row is tough, but... It's tough. It's tough, yeah. Couldn't do it. Should, and, uh, should have given himself a bye week. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait for the next draft. Get some youth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh... <laughs> but it's so so the duke of normandy wins this battle his name is william he like fights more battles to become the ruler of england crown himself king william the first 
And this kings off a long period of cultural exchange between England and Normandy and by extension France. Like a lot of French language and culture gets brought in and like the English nobility speak French and and it's a big French influence. Before that, like the Romans adopt Y in the 100s AD and then from there Latin speakers end up developing lots of other European languages including French. So like that now we have a stronger link between like the Romans and the English through this French invasion. <laughs> that is interesting though. I remember I, I just read recently about um something about the movie Braveheart where it's like they have this subplot of Sophie Marceau's character like talking to her handmaiden in French and the king can't follow the conversation. But I've heard like historians pointing out so like, well, no, the French was the official court language in England at the time, so everybody was speaking French. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like William's Royal House, and then I think the next one too, the Plantagenets. Like it was mostly people connected to France or from France. Like that, yeah, it became sort of an upper level English person. You speak French, and then the like peasants are speaking English, this weird Germanic language that nobody likes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible language. It really is. They were right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's real garbage. It's just madness. Yeah. <laughs> But in like, and so over the centuries before they invade England, French speakers, like they developed this use for Y. According to David Sachs, the French innovated the use of the Latin Y. And they came up with like that consonantish sound at the front of a word and using Y for it. And apparently they also don't do it very much. Like it was, it was hard to find examples of it. Apparently one example is the plural word for the body part, eyes, not the letter I, like the eyes we see with. Uh, in Middle French, that was spelled Y-E-U-L-X. Yeah, that and sounds so like... so Y-E-U-L-X, yeah. it's doing that Y consonant thing at the front. Right. I reject that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even, like, mentally picture that assortment of letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we're playing Scrabble, right? Ah, what do I do yeah, with these? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. You get arrested if you put that on a Scrabble board. Yep. I once, by the way, speaking of English, I once played Scrabble in London against like British people. And what an infuriating thing to do. <laughs> Where it's just a lot of me going like, that's not a word. And they're like, yeah, it is. And then they like just grab some random person. They're like, what's that word? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a word. And it's like, that is not a word. What are you doing? But yeah. <laughs> I feel- See, this is why we revolted. I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's good. Yeah. This is part yeah. of it. We were tired of being like, embarrassed too many at the vowels. Scrabble board. Yeah. Too what many are you, vowels. What are you doing? You guys throw you into everything like it's going yeah. out of style. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then French really rarely use this function for Y in the French language. And then what happens is the French march into England and say, you have to use our language now as much as you can. And one thing that takes off is that French function of Y as a consonant that then becomes an English thing like that happened to match a bunch of words in the English language at the time, everything from yeoman to yoke. Uh, there were also a bunch of German words that start with J in German that became English words. And then they used Y for that. Uh, a big example is Yule, like the Christmas Yule. That's a German word that we stamped a Y on the front of. So the French was like, you have to use our language. And then we did. And they're like, oh, you're using our, u- our loser letter. Like yeah. that was our, that was our, <laughs> that was our, oh man, you could, yeah, we had so many other things you could have used. It was forced on us. They wanted us to, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to remind you that you're yeah. losers. <laughs> yeah. 
I do hope English speakers were like, well, I'll only use the wackiest rule. That'll yeah. show them. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I want that. And yeah, and that like helped make Y popular in English to this day. Like that's how Upsilon became a French consonant, became an English consonant, and then it's both things. Right. And then also there's like an aggressive invasion element to all this because all those English words that they were saying without a letter Y on the front for it, they had their own letter before that. Like they were able to write it. Uh, and so there was a different first letter that is no longer in use in the English language because uh, they didn't like start with a J or something like the Germans. They used a special letter called Yach. And Yach, Yach is Sounds like Klingon. I was going to say it's a Klingon <laughs> dish, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, wow. I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, it's moving. Right. That's their thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> But that and that's the best pronunciation I could find. Apparently, that's a Scottish pronunciation. But the when people write about this letter, they spell it Y O G H, and huh. I'll have pictures linked for people because it was its own character too. And every time I look at the character, I just see a number three. It looks like yeah. the number three to me. But yeah, it sure does. Yeah. So they <laughs> yeah. fired. They fired this letter. They're like, we're sorry. We yeah. don't. We no longer need your services. It's there's <laughs> been a redundancy. You don't have a future in this language. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, because they also like did the same role. The French were like, we have a direct replacement for it. Use this. Don't use that. We don't like, yuck, we would never use your weird old letter. Right. Yeah, it is weird. It doesn't feel like a Y. It, it, uh, maybe I'm biased. Um, but like when <laughs> I see this three, I, I think three, just quite frankly. Yeah. I don't know. It's a better three. Like it has, yeah, it, it like represents three. three things. It's got it's big like, yeah, it's three got energy. Three, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got three points. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like somebody's trying to do like some cutesy spelling of a movie sequel title. Like when it's right. the third movie and they plug a three in instead yeah. of the letter E to it's be def- fun. <laughs> That's yeah. how it looks to me. <laughs> Real Shrek the third letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so like apparently by the uh, 1300s, 1400s, people in England transitioned to the Y. Also, some people in Scotland kept using Yach because they were not conquered by the Normans right away, and they had some separation where they could keep it going. For the French outlawed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, Y in a different way wiped out a whole nother letter in English, and that one is maybe more famous, but it's a letter called Thorn. And I'll link pictures of that. It sort of looks like one vertical line with then like a capital D type bulb in the middle of it. It's a pregnant eye. Yeah, an eye with a baby. Pregnant yeah, sure. eye. It's like a too tall P. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Thorn, Thorn was a letter that made the sound that the letters TH make together in English. And so it was like, everywhere it was in these them there that uh, most commonly the you know it was like a really core character in english that's a yeah that's a that we could still use that character now yeah it feels weird to just have like one letter to represent two letters i guess i i don't know i think we could get used to it if there was a new letter to drop it'd be this letter right yeah it'd be coming back like the mcrib yeah <laughs> i like it you, like you, when you write the McRib, like it's a thorny McRib. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like Thorn, yeah. Man, Y has a lot of blood on its hands. 
Yeah. <laughs> Picking up some bodies over the centuries. <laughs> and Thorn is still around today in uh, especially the Icelandic language, because England got it from runic languages of Scandinavia. Oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is also just cool. Uh, but but the letter Thorn in the late 1400s starts going away because of block printing. Like it was so popular, the French couldn't really get rid of it. But block printers just wanted to cut down on how, how many letters they had to like carve and stack and stuff. <laughs> right. And then the confusing part to me is that they said, "Hey, let's temporarily substitute Thorn with the most similar letter," and they picked Y, which I I, I don't huh. really feel it totally looks like it. I don't see it. But yeah. That led to like the thing you see at Ren fairs and medieval situations where people call something ye old whatever. That's actually just a Y that's supposed to be a thorn. And the it's supposed old. to just be said the old tavern or the old castle or whatever. It wow. Is. Yeah. We've been saying it wrong for so long. Yeah. We like pronounced it because we don't know the context of block printers saying like everybody knows this is a thorn, right? Great. And yeah. then yeah. in that context, we lost thorn. Sweet. Yeah. Right. Now I can be the most annoying person at the Renaissance now, yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Which now is that's like... a tall task. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> a guy in Jester Bells is going to be so mad to get aced out. <laughs> <laughs> Some tumbling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's incredible. It's homemade motley. He's going to be so yeah. angry. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, <Dave. laughs> No. It just feels like now when we say ye old, we're like bullying why. Like that's it's a it's like we're making oh. fun of it. We're bullying Thorn. <laughs> hey, I guess we're bullying Thorn. You're right. Yeah. We're bullying some letter. Thorn didn't ask for this. Yeah. I do I love that Thorn got phased out literally as a cost cutting measure. Yeah, it's amazing. For, for an incredible. Like, we don't incredible. need all these letters. <laughs> it costs yeah. a lot of money to make another one, so let's just yeah. use what we have. <laughs> I like oh, that 26 man. was there a hard limit. Yeah. 27, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> and it was also like a little bit French and Latin's fault still, too, because like the first block printers have a very small audience of literate people. And so a lot of those people also were so fancy they knew these other languages. And so they, if you're printing in French or Latin, you don't need Thorn. It's like this isn't a weird runic character in those languages. So... Yeah, it just got wiped out. And so why wow. really a lot of blood on his hands, like you said, really, really yeah. wiped out a lot of characters that we don't do anymore. Hashtag justice for Thorn. Yeah. Stacking <laughs> up Bring bodies. back Thorn. Yeah. And it's a fun letter. And it's like, we there. yeah, and there's no like, there's nothing else that looks like it. Like it's a, yeah. It's the it coolest, deserves to be a letter. It's the coolest named letter too. Thorn. Thorn. True. Yeah. <laughs> It's great. Sounds like an action movie character. Yeah. Where would it go? Like in the alphabet. Because I wouldn't want oh. it at the beginning and the end. Like where where does it feel? Put it right at the beginning. Thorn BC. There you go. Thorn ABC. <laughs> well, it'd be or a thorn we, we, BC. We, 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 we reshuffle what? it. We boot a right out of the lead. Okay. A's, A's been sitting at the top <laughs> for way too long. Like it's yeah, it's it's the it's the Chris Hemsworth of letters where it's just like, no, we we got to We got to have our star there. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Thorn never left. <laughs> <laughs> Box 
Yes, that is the main episode for this week. My thanks to David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman for not only exploring sauces with me, but also exploring multiple letters with me. What a fun set of things we got going. Anyway, I said that's the main episode because there is more secretly incredibly fascinating stuff available to you right now. If you support this show on Patreon.com. Patrons get a bonus show every week where we explore one obviously incredibly fascinating story related to the main episode. This week's bonus show really, really goes for it because it's not one story. It is three stories of the letter Y gaining huge modern prominence in really surprising, odd, roundabout ways. Visit SIFpod.fun for that bonus show, for a library of more than 10 dozen other bonus shows, and to back this entire podcast operation. And thank you for exploring the letter Y with us. Here's one more run through the big takeaways. And this week it was all takeaways. Takeaway number one, in the English language, the letter Y makes several vowel sounds and only one consonant sound. Takeaway number two, the letter Y joined the Latin alphabet as a special character for translating Greek words. And takeaway number three, the consonant letter Y invaded England with the Normans and then eliminated multiple existing English letters. Those are the takeaways. Also, please follow my guests. They're great. David Christopher Bell and Tom Ryman do a bunch of wonderful, fantastic internet comedy, gaming, everything else things at Gamefully Unemployed. The Patreon is patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. That's Gamefully. It's a pun on Gamefully Unemployed. You understand. You can also find Tom Ryman at the Weird History YouTube channel, also writing over at 1900 Hot Dog, also did a piece recently for Turner Classic Movies, and David Bell has excellent script writing over on the YouTube news and comedy show Some More News, as well as a movie script on The Blacklist. Many research sources this week. Here are some key ones. I particularly leaned on a fascinating book. It's called Language Visible, Unraveling the Mystery of the Alphabet from A to Z. That's by journalist and classic scholar David Sachs. Also online writing by Stanford classicist Cynthia Haven. Wonderful YouTube work from the channel Mmm English. Find those and many more sources in this episode's links at sifpod.fun. And beyond all that, our theme music is Unbroken Unshaven by the Budos Band. Our show logo is by artist Burton Durand. Special thanks to Chris Souza for audio mastering on this episode. Extra, extra special thanks go to our patrons. I hope you love this week's bonus show. And thank you to all our listeners. I'm thrilled to say we will be back next week with more secretly incredibly fascinating. So how about that? Talk to you then.